Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number, I got to check, 78 of the Still City Insider podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy Ritz, alongside Mr. Jim Wexel. And Jim, hang on one second. Cameron Hayward's calling me. Everything all right, Cam? Oh, okay, great. Uh, they, they said something about an emergency landing? They just got home, huh? They just got home. Good. Well, you, you told them to call you when you get home, so... Yeah. Okay, you know, they can start preparation. That's that's right. But all, okay. jokes, all jokes aside, the Steelers stack their second win of the season, 23-18 victory over the Raiders in Las Vegas, gearing up, looking ahead to the Houston Texans this weekend, uh, getting back to that 1 o'clock time frame uh, instead of playing in prime time. Very exciting. So we've got a lot to talk about here today. Uh, but Jim Tomlin Tuesday, Tomlin Presser, let's uh, let's kick off there. Well, we had aliens on the edge today. <laughs> you didn't hear that one? No. He's, somebody said something about zone blocking. You know, that was a big point by Collinsworth all game. That the Steelers are doing more power, more double teams, straight ahead, combinations uh, uh, getting to the second level. And uh, as opposed to their outside side zones that, Clearly, nothing was working. So, you know, they 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 apparently changed blocking schemes. Tomlin was asked about it. And he said, oh, there's many layers to that. It, it has a lot to do with the defensive scheme we're playing and a lot of other things. He goes, we've also had to deal with aliens on the edge these opening three weeks. <laughs> and I tell you, you know, I, I know Garrett is imposing. Nick Bosa didn't show up much all game. He, he didn't. He didn't impress me, not that I watched him closely. But I tell you, Max Crosby, he looked like an alien on the edge, man. And TJ, of course. But, you know, I'm looking at Max Crosby. You know, when he yanked Chooks by the foot to pull him off that pile, it's like he was grabbing a little kid. Chooks, the right tackle. Yeah. Yeah. And and Crosby is is muscled up, man. And so – that was that came out of the press conference. Aliens on the edge. On the, the story edge. about um, uh, you, you know the uh, who's the uh, who's the Texans pass rusher? Will Anderson? Uh, was he the third pick of the draft? Uh, Stroud, was, their quarterback, is the second pick and was doing well. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud. And the third pick was Will Anderson. They had both picks, and they're a young team, and it's representative of what we have with, with the Houston Texans. 
And so somebody asked uh, Mike if uh, he got to know Will Anderson. And Tom said, you know, some of these guys, we asked them and they respectfully declined because they know they're, we have no chance to draft them. Yeah. Will Anderson said yes. And he came and he was so attentive. He's just devouring everything. I He was getting more information out of me than I was getting out of him. He goes, <laughs> he goes same with Brian Branch. He goes, it, it, it's not a surprise to anyone that those two players are playing so well this year. I could tell right at that meeting how voracious their football appetites were. It was a pleasure. And so that was a rousing story. You know, anytime Tomlin talks about the scouting trail, it's really cool. Kind of like what he was talking about with TJ last week with Bob Labriola. I don't know if you caught that. I didn't. <laughs> you know, I, and I've written about TJ's, the draft process and that dinner they had with Tomlin and how he didn't talk or smile. And I, I took TJ's perspective. I, I put it in my book uh, on the clock. I, I, I forget exactly what TJ said. It's in there. But they asked Tom. Bob Labriola asked Tomlin about his perspective of that dinner. And he said, I tell you, we knew all about the scheme at Wisconsin being the same as us. We knew about his bloodlines. We knew about his production. But we didn't get to know him until we had dinner with him. He sat there and kept his mouth shut. <laughs> he, no, he ate with his mouth shut, was polite, and seemed annoyed by the whole process. He does not care about the pomp and circumstance. He's a lunch pail guy. I mean, it, it was a real great quote. I just used it today uh, uh, to write a story. So um, the Tomlin draft stories are great when he goes out to dinner with these guys. And so it was pretty cool to hear that one at uh, the press conference today. Yeah, and they, they mentioned something in the uh, broadcast Sunday where they were talking about uh, how J.J. Watt is now in, in the, the booth and is broadcasting or is doing some analysis and he, they quoted him by saying, you know, here's one thing for sure. TJ's never doing this. He's never. <laughs> so just kind of hey. go along with that personality he has. It might be true. And JJ told us a long time ago, he goes, you know, just because don't think that TJ's boring just because he doesn't say much and he's actually very funny. And I've noticed that too. And, and in interviews, he's very insightful and he's giving really good interviews these days yeah um i'm i wouldn't really rule that out i mean he surprised jj before right. i wouldn't necessarily rule that out especially if they can you know start some kind of podcast with the three watt boys you know look how well the mannings are doing yeah yeah that would be uh they're maybe. almost better than our podcast uh, oh. uh, yeah they're all right you know i'll give them hey, some. You got 500 subscribers mister uh, hey <laughs> that's right that's right i think we're up to 504 500 nice we're climbing nice. man it climbs every day man i'd like to see where we rank in 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 terms of the other Steelers podcasts out there i'll have to dig a little bit just to see don't get into comparisons <laughs> you know greek stoicism don't you don't don't compare i i like the quote that you posted uh i think it was yesterday um the the ryan holiday quote about opinions yeah. on things that was a really oh, good you one. like that I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Anyway, there were some people that liked that that were close to me that were kind of tired of my opinions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're self aware, Jim. Uh, so, kind of no. go. Good. No, go ahead. I was no. just saying, going back into that Tomlin press conference, did he speak anything on the uh, the injury front there? Well, I don't think there are any. 
Um, you know, I, I tuned out. I was. He, he said, you know, we got our injured guys on injured reserve, and uh, they can't come back anyway. And uh, he said, Levi Wallace left for a snap or two. Najee came back. So, and so I, I, I didn't pay full attention. And I apologize. I'll get that transcript and write it up better than what I'm doing now. But I don't think there's any injuries. Okay. So really nothing uh, nothing to write home about other than the uh, aliens on the edge comment from Tomlin. Otherwise, it's just a pretty straightforward day. Well, he he earnestly seemed to believe his team is getting better in all areas. And I think we kind of believe that. Yeah. I don't want to totally dismiss the Raiders as a, a horrible defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were last in just about every category. Yeah. It's only after, what, two games. So – they didn't, they didn't pulverize them. I mean, we're happy the run game got going a little bit. There were more runs than passes. That mm-hmm. was impressive. But, you know, they really didn't grind it out at the end. They didn't really win it at the end with their run game, like in the old the days of lore when they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But he believes they're getting better, and I think you and I would agree they are getting better. And but he seems he seemed encouraged yeah. whether he's being performative or not uh, I, I have to believe him i mean he he looked earnest about it he looked like they're getting better so Tom, tomlin must be reading my notes because that's what i have here on my little agenda that i always sketch out before a podcast but i have the offense improves the defense improves now not by uh stratospheric um measures However, they are incrementally getting better, which is what we want to see because that's going to be sustainable over time. Uh, but let's start with the offensive side of the ball. We saw the that Kenny Pickett was pushing the ball down the field. We saw some improvement in that run game. Uh, your takes on the offensive performance. Hey, man. You know, I've been worried about Kenny being concussed from that first series and nobody really noticing it and it's sliding for two games. I never saw him so bad as that first game. He wasn't much better in the second game, mm-hmm. and that I I always bet against quarterbacks coming off a concussion their second week. Now, I don't know that he had one, but I, I thought that might be an explanation for why he played so poorly. So I expected him to play better this week. I mean, obviously he does not have headaches. He's not complaining to anybody about it. it's not a big deal if he did get his bell rung, as they say, as they, we used to say in the old days to minimize the concussions. Yeah, he just got his bell rung. <laughs> I'm sorry to divert, but Wolfley tells a story about uh I, I don't know they were in Pittsburgh or Philadelphia, I forget. And, and uh he got tonged and he, he wobbled over the sideline. The coach said, uh uh, where are you? And Wolfley said, Pittsburgh, and it was Philadelphia. Wolfley said, Pittsburgh, and the guy said, same state, get back in there. <laughs> right, right state, get back in. Well, that's the old days, you know. And now they're a little more squeamish about that. So I don't know if anyone even wants to think about them having missed that. Mm-hmm. But I expected him to improve. And now he looked like the guy he was last year. And now it's time to start building on that. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's a good quarterback. Yep. Definitely look more accurate. The the nice, uh, obviously, the play the play of the night on offense, the, the deep ball to Calvin Austin. So we got to see not only his speed on display, but also his concentration in his hands. Now, I know that ball was put where nobody else could get it, but there's two parts of, of that type of play. You've got to catch the ball, and that was perfect. 
Well, that was no fluke. They've been working hard on that. And Calvin catches a lot of them in practice. And he has, you know, the short arms the at five, seven and a quarter, a small catch radius. And that would have to be a concern throwing deep, right? But he really plucks the ball well. He runs under it, seems to have no fear. He does a really good job with deep balls. And that's great when you when you have four, three, two speed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no catching him. There's no so catch. there was no. Don't, don't, don't. I mean, we're on a message board on our site, Steel City Insider. They're having a squabble about, well, if you took that play out, well, what do you mean take that play out? You know, they say, what would his passer rating have been if you take that play out? Right. Yeah. You know, the rest of the plays, but they practiced that. It was a lot of work that went into that and they're going to do it again. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it has to be all the work they're putting into it. You have to figure they're going to get one every three games. And so you hit Pickens, you hit Pickett, Pickens on a post. You hit Austin on the on the go pattern. It, it's going to happen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the uh, touchdown reception by Pat Frayer Muth. Frayer Muth. <laughs> I, I don't know, Pat. Stop saying Frayer. Stop saying Frayer. Frayer. I asked the man to come over and tell you his name. You got a personal. Pronunciation, Friar Mute. We both learned it's Mute. I think I have name Friar. dyslexia. N- name dyslexia. Anyway, that that pass was a beauty. The catch was a beauty, and I felt just overall the passing game looked more in sync. Now it wasn't perfect. I'm not saying that, but Kenny was throwing on the move more, uh, pulled it down a few times to run it. And do you think we're going to see more of that moving forward? I think we have been seeing a lot, and some of it has been just evading the pocket too too soon. Happy feet back there. He's not going to be a target for Max for the aliens on the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was there was more designed rollouts. I mean, I, I assume we're going to see more because they worked. But I'm not a huge fan. I'm not. Mm-hmm. And throwing across his body was a beautiful pass to Fryermuth, but. Before the first half, he must have thrown four or five that were just way off. When he rolls left and throws across his body, I was confounded. I, I was, you know, what are you doing here? And then he started hitting them. So it would be he'd roll out and be like, no, 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 yes. Yeah. One of those deals. Yeah. And there there was, and I, I just remembered this now, there was that one pass play early on where he threw it directly to Marcus Peters. Do you remember that? It was like a shorthanded. Should have been a pick six. Thank, thank goodness it didn't happen. But he did overcome some some struggles there early. Finish the game uh, on a nice note, and hopefully he can carry that into next week. Running game seemed to improve a little bit. They got over a hundred yards total uh, for the team. Harris picks up sixty five yards. Um, did you see enough improvement from that r- running attack, or what are your thoughts? There was some improvement. There was some improvement. You know, I, I'm a Jalen Warren guy. I don't want to hear this. He's not strong enough to carry the full load. He is strong. He's he's a little brick, you know what house. Yeah. Um, but they they got this dual role going, and I I just think Najee should be the backup. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just he's slower, lacks the vision. He's not as good a pass receiver. I don't know if anybody in the league's a better blitz picker upper than than Warren. Yeah. Now, Najee, Najee has his things. I mean, he, he gives you some second effort that you don't 
he's a he's a big human being. Yeah. I would rather see them reversed. I'd rather as a coach, I would think they would be excited about what Jalen can bring any down, just swinging out of the backfield as an emergency safety valve Mm -hmm. and and then shooting up the field. And Najee can't do that, but they they want to do that old school wear you down. I don't know that you're going to wear anybody down. That's not Jerome Bettis back there. Yeah. He's a big man, but so is the running game getting better? I'm going to say no because Najee looked better and now he's going to get more carries. Yeah. <laughs> if that yeah. logic makes any sense. <laughs> no, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. They they're making incremental improvements. Uh but uh, but you're right. I think they are trying to stick to that um you know, physical pounding with with Harris, but it just seems predictable at least early on and defenses seem they're prepared for it and ready to snuff it out uh but at least we're seeing some glimpses shifting over to the defensive side of the ball the conversation's got to start with those outside backers tj watt i mean i know we're only three games into this but man i no words i i just i just wrote uh on tj mostly and highsmith and threw the other two in there at the end and the other two are very good, Golden and Herbig. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a fun write. It was a fun write. I, you know, I I use some of the old. Uh, I, I'm reading a book called Fearless, the story of Adam Brown, who was a Navy SEAL hero uh, in Afghanistan. He, he charged a group of a uh, of, of you know he charged the enemy to draw fire away from a pinned down group of comrades to certain death and he did die and uh so i i drew the analogy because there was a scouting report on what makes a navy seal from from a former seal that i came across and i said i read that scouting report i this sounds like dj watt i gotta i gotta use this in a sports column <laughs> yeah so um I, I I was going to write it today for Steel City Insider, but I contacted Bob Labriola because this we we have a the Steelers Digest is now monthly, and and I, I say, hey Bob, I got I got a good story idea. I know we talked about other things, but this popped into my head, and if you wanted instead of Steel City Insider, um, you can have it. He goes, well, we got a picture of TJ on the cover, so yeah, it might work. Yeah, and I sent it to him, and he writes back, really good story. Now. That's not Mr. Labriola usually. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So that'll be that'll be in uh, next month's. Well, this uh, the deadline is coming up. Uh, okay. Like my notes column from Monday's Texan from Sunday's Texans game will be written Monday morning, and and probably put out that day. So it's like early next week. Gotcha. But it was fun, and you know, Highsmith Highsmith's a mini TJ. You know, both of them, they'll, they'll tell you a joke and, and 10 people will crack up laughing. Not the, not either one of those guys. You know, they barely smile. Then they told the joke. I Smith liked that. That's the images of TJ I've gotten in a locker room over the years. He just keeps that frame, man. He keeps that masculine frame and you aren't going to get him off center. They're, he just, he, he's, he's a bad dude, man. <laughs> they're locked in. They're locked in and, and their their performance <laughs> appears that they're locked in. Hopefully they can keep that going for the duration of the season. Secondary, as a result of the pressure, uh, continue to help turn the ball over. You've got Levi Wallace with two interceptions and Pat Pete 
picks up his first pick as a Steeler. Uh, nice performance from the secondary. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, we can quibble about Devontae Adams, but Devontae Adams is another ailing. Yeah. I, I, he's going to get his catches. I mean, Levi Wallace broke up one key pass to Devontae Adams, and um, he intercepted two. I'll take that. I mean, you give me Devontae Adams with, what do you have, 10 catches over 100 yards? Yeah. And he's uh, killing you. He's just killing you. But he's going to kill you. I don't know. It'd be interesting to watch them play the Browns and see how the Browns cover him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the Browns have great corners. Right. But you know, and Pat Pete, a lot of people have been down on him cause he gave well the opener. Iuk beat him bad. He slipped and then he got beat on a 50, 50 ball. It was great coverage, but he shows me good coverage skills. And that's what I want to see. His athleticism is still there at 33 years old. Yeah. So I was glad to see him get a pick because He's he's quickly become a favorite in the locker room with reporters. Very insightful guy. And I don't mean to say he's not popular with his team. He is. But and he's on Brian McFadden's podcast. That's another podcast. that's almost as good as ours. Almost. It's not bad. It's not bad. Maybe maybe we'll see if they want to come on here and we can give them some publicity. And get some yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they can get over 500 subscribers. Yeah, I'm sure they've got like five times that. Uh, anyway, uh, one last player I wanted to mention on, on the defense. Uh, we talked about him a bit last week. Uh, that's Keanu Benton, who did pick up his, yeah. his first sack. Uh, played well. Um, still want to get Cameron Hayward healthy back out there, but got to be encouraged by what we're seeing from Benton. Oh, that sack. That's what. That's what we've come to expect. It's not going to happen every time, and he does get moved out. Still lacks technique as a nose. And I'll tell you, you know, while we're talking about nose tackle, Montrevious Adams had a second really good game. This one was even better. Yeah. You know, remember we almost intercepted that handoff? Yes. Yeah, that was beautiful. How, how did Garoppolo get rid of that ball? I mean, Montrevious Adams for getting off the uh, – getting him off the, the – the street? Where do they get? What do you call that pile? The the, the discard pile? You know? Yeah. Wasn't he on the Saints practice squad? Scrap something? heap. Scrap yeah. heap. Yeah. Well, yeah. practice squad. That's a scrap heap too. <laughs> so they got him for for free, and we all wondered, at Cam, why not Fahoko? Man, now Montrevis Adams is showing us that Carl Dunbar, and Mike Tomlin knew what they were doing in keeping him as the starter, because he is a penetrator. As a nose, it's a different era. He's a penetrator. When Benton becomes more refined, he's going to have all of it. He's going to be a 320-pound man that can pass rush. Yeah. Adams, I don't even know if he's 300 pounds, but he's a smaller nose. He might be 300, but Benton's going to have it all. Yeah. He's going to be really difficult to move. Montrevious Adams, you can still move him, but, man, some great pass rush out of him. Really good game. And he had a, a good game against Cleveland, too. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get your hands on him first, because if he does get by you with that explosive first step, he can make some uh, disruptions in the backfield, which brings us to this coming weekend. Steelers are going to travel to Houston to take on the Texans, a game that looked, uh, I don't want to say easy or like a one that you put a W by, um, you know, when, when the, when the season starts, <laughs> I'm not trying to jinx the team here, but you do have you a solid performance from the rookie quarterback, CJ Stroud. He's completing, Almost 65% of his passes, four touchdowns so far. He has been sacked 11 times, so uh, that doesn't bode well for for this team. They don't have much of a running game. 
Um, so here's the other thing. Kendrick Green, we're not going to see him. I was looked at their depth chart. He's their third string center. Oh, no, he started last week. Last week's win at oh. Jacksonville. Last week's blowout win at Jacksonville. They've had a lot of injuries. Okay. They've had some key. I think they have one player from last year, one starter from last year back on the line. And I could be wrong about that. They've had problems in their secondary. They cut Desmond King because they had some young guys, and those young guys got hurt. Yeah. They they could use Desmond King again. Um, their line went into that game as a mess, but it played really well. Now, I don't know what they're getting back. If they get their left tackle back, Dunstall, hmm. he's the A-plus player they have. Yeah. Um, and he's been injured. Uh, if he comes back, then the left tackle moves to left guard, and then Kendrick doesn't, doesn't start. I was kind of, I'm kind of hoping that he was when I saw him on the depth chart listed there as number three. I'm like, oh man, I'd like a reunion of sorts there. Played a win, had a winning effort. I mean, yeah. it's not as bad a guard as he is a center. Right. But I tell you, I, you know, you're, you're, you're falling into the trap that I think the team will fall into. This is not going to be easy. Yeah. This is not going to be easy. Uh, coming off an emotional Monday night win over Cleveland, sustaining that emotion for on the road. And winning an emotional Sunday night game, Have, not coming back to Pittsburgh until 1.30 Monday afternoon because of the plane trouble. Mm-hmm. This all sets up for a, a horribly flat performance. Yeah. Especially if everybody thinks we are really we're we're back. We're the we're the crap now, you know how you know the old saying. But so I'm very worried. Now, here's the other thing about me being worried. I picked them to beat San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. My infamously bad prediction that you wouldn't yeah. let me forget for a couple of weeks on our show. <laughs> and then I was so disappointed. I picked, I was so disappointed in my perception of the Steelers. I picked them to lose against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Then, since they haven't beaten the Raiders, and that line moved from Steelers minus one to Raiders minus three. I, I I just blindly without even looking at the Raiders and I didn't play it, but I would have played the Raiders. So I predicted them in my call. And now guys are saying, keep, keep picking them to lose Wex. Yeah. Cause every time I pick them to lose two in a row, I picked them to lose. Right. Yeah. So I'm picking them to lose again. I mean, they're part of good nature in it and good mojo perhaps, yeah. but there's also a belief, a, a genuine belief that this is a flat spot on the schedule. Well, it, it could be could be the other player that I wanted to name, former Steeler who's on this team, Stephen Nelson. Remember him? Yeah, he's 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 a starting cornerback. He's a tough yeah. cornerback. He's he's not hurt. The other guy was hurt, Peachtree, and um, they had a rookie uh, was hurt. Mm-hmm. One of the backers, or maybe it was a safety. Yeah. But um, yeah. But Stephen Nelson, good ball. Yep. Yep. So it's going to be a little bit more of a tougher contest than what we originally anticipated. Jim thinks they're going to lose, so they're going to win. (laughs) That's going to do it for episode number 78. Uh, Again, we appreciate all your support out there. Uh, You subscribing, you sharing with your family and friends, your likes, your comments. We even the ones that poke at us, we, we like them. So keep those coming. You can check out Jim's work at the Still City Insider. Give him a follow at Jim Wexel on X. It's not Twitter anymore. You can give me a follow at Still Study. 
And we'll see you back here for episode 79, hopefully discussing a third straight Sailors win. Jim, anything else before we wrap up? And a third straight Jim Wexel wrong prediction. There we um, go. Yeah, I, I just want to remind you to call Cam back. I mean, you really, you, you got him off the phone too quick. And he yeah. gave you the courtesy. He called you before he called Tom. I know, I know. I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> Cam, if you're watching this, I'm, I'm going to call here as soon as we get off. So that's going to do it, everyone. We will see you see back you, next week. Take care, everyone. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.